0: Only one is chosen. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm around the table here with The Forgotten Four for their first jaunt back at the table for season three. So how are we all feeling, guys? Bloody fantastic. Top
1: of the world, I might say.
0: Top of the world. I like how Morvan's sitting here just pretending that he hasn't already been back. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been so long
1: since I sat at
2: this table.
0: (laughs) So we're going to get into it. You're going to reintroduce your characters to the amazing listeners of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Uh, And when you do, you're going to give us your name, your race, your class, and you are going to tell us who would your character invite to their talk show and why. So that might be an in-real-life person or it might be somebody from our world. I don't really mind.
1: Well, I am Rob. I play the role of Rengar the Moonlit. I am a Ranger 5 and Rogue 4, so level 9 we are at the moment. Um, he's a High Elf, hails from Elmira. I would say if Rengar could sit down to a talk show, he would probably... I'm going to do two, so out of game, he'd sit with Genghis Khan for Battle Tactics. And all that sort of stuff that would be very befitting for him. I I like how he got his hairdo from him as well. Yeah, Yeah. he's molded himself into that role, and he would probably also in game. I'd say he'd want to sit down with his dad. That would be probably again the most fitting. I don't. He hasn't had much time with him as as an adult. So as a kid, yeah, but like wouldn't know you know how to rub two sticks together. So there'd be a lot of knowledge he would glean from his dad.
2: Aaron, who was the name of
1: the... You call me by my real name. <laughs>
2: DM, godly master. Uh, who what was the name of the, the guy who founded...
0: All right, it was a dragonborn, I'll tell you that. His name was Gastrum Obek. He was a champion of Capita, Servant of the Dragons, and he was a dragonborn mage, a golden one. So now that I've answered your opening question for you,
2: uh, my name is Brett. I play Morven, Othronus, a level nine evocation high elf wizard. And if I could interview anyone, it'd be Gashim Obeck, the founder of Westonia, purely because I would love to pick his brains on magic, spells, how he managed to create the academy. Mm, it would, mm. Morven would sit down for hours until he got kicked out or maybe silenced. Or maybe Gastrum
0: <laughs> could also give you some... Lessons on how to say Wassonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
2: just, um, he'll have like a, a finger that will come up every, every couple of minutes. I'm about, like, what's going on? It's like that number of times you've fucked up the Nandis. this <laughs> He
0: <laughs> You expect to be a part of this academy? You can't even say it. <laughs> All right. Uh, going over to a good old buddy, Jackson.
3: G'day. Uh, I'm Jacko and I play Gorgonbort the Buckler, a half orc barbarian. And if I was the David Letterman, my guess would be David Goggins, I'm going with.
2: Does uh, ultra marathons. Ultra marathons, back yeah, like to back 240
3: and... miles sort of deal. Because, uh, yeah, he constantly talks about having demons in his head and bought the <laughs> buckler has demons in his head. I uh, like to talk to him. And uh, in a similar fashion, um, he exercises killing those demons by getting shit done and destroying enemies. So.
0: Very nice. Very bought. And last but not least, we're going to go with Trent. Hello.
4: My name's Trent. And I'm playing Baron Barnabas, a life fighter level nine. If I had a talk show, Baron Barnabas would sit down with Steve Irwin. Oh, the cry old hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know why? Like, I think it happened off
0: stream off um off podcast, but you were an avid croc fisherman
4: <laughs> in, our, in our early games of the forgotten well, four. We could both discuss the best, best, best methods for catching crocodiles, mm. uh, wrestling think, them. Who do you think would have the upper hand, yourself or Steve, the well, master himself? I don't think he's ever caught one with a rod and hook, so I'm to say myself. Well, in
0: that method, yes, but you know, some might say. That a braver man would jump on top of that crocodile and wrestle it to submission. He's always got a crew around him, many people to jump on. That's true. You don't know how many people are helping him with that. Your party were off, I don't know, in a tent somewhere. You were catching him dinner. And I am Aaron. I'm your Dungeon Master of D&D Valiant Odyssey. And the person that I would like to invite to an interview is my favorite actor, author, entrepreneur, all-around good guy, Matthew McConaughey. Because when I'm feeling sad, he can tell me that it's all right, all right, all right. All right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but
0: green lights, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And now we're ready to start. Okay. So we're going to go over our recap. Now, it's been a while since you guys have sat at the table, but Morvan has been here for a little while. His stuff is going to be revealed through game to you guys in character. But for the rest of everybody else. Forgotten Four were asked to travel to the dry expanse by Arden Cassian to find one of the vestiges left from a long-forgotten war, a god's vestige that belonged to Idris, the sun god. On their way, they were to meet with Arden's son Braxen, who would give them some navigational tools to help them prevent themselves from getting lost. For the dry expanse was a harsh environment. Its deserts were deadly, and it was filled with creatures that were built from the nightmares of any traveler. After stopping in the Sky Shard for a night or two, they picked up yet another stray in the form of a small boy with mysterious powers named Wren. Now, Wren was a curious individual. Morvan felt that he could learn from the young boy, as he possessed some magics that Morvan himself did not understand. The six members traversed onwards, going through various trials in the desert sands. They met some peculiar creatures, such as a desert worm, a behir with ferocious electrical powers, until finally they made their way to where Little Bear rests. After finding this oracle, it was revealed that Wren was none other than the vessel for Delnak the Outcast, who had been tracking the Forgotten Four for their entire journey. Quick-thinking Rengar made the terrible decision to sever Wren's connection to Delnak, and thus ending the boy's life. Having a brief discussion with Braxen about the morality of such an issue and in order to save his brother Rengar's soul, Braxton decided to give his life to save that of the boys. With Tamira's abilities, she inserted the soul of Braxton into the body of young Ren. Giving him new life, the Forgotten Four charged onward, and met with Orion, the brother of Oryk, who they had previously met in the spirit-bound tome with this seeming ally. They ran into the lair of Zimmerinth, the hoarding fury, a dragon of blue scale and lightning ability. They battled fiercely and were victorious, eventually freeing Orion. From his prison, and finding the Vestige Sunflare, which gave itself to Baron Barnabas, we pick up now as the Forgotten Four had made their way back toward Cadmia, with Morvin already making his way into the city proper. The three remaining allies, Barnabas, Gorgonbord, and Rengar, sleep by the roadside with the young boy Wren as they take in their new
5: surroundings.
0: you guys can see that the landscape around you is littered with trees. You're on a small, dusty path that leads in northerly direction to the grand city of Cadmia. Through two valleys, you can see the towering structures and buildings of this grand city that you had once entered. And you can also see the statues speckled throughout this city that seem to tower above a lot of the buildings Their Monolithic nature overlooking or watching the city streets below. You're still quite a ways out, but this in the distance is your goal and a welcome sight for somebody who has been in the wilderness for so long. As you all bed down to rest, having previously discussed that Morvan would venture forward, him being quite anxious that his sending messages to Arden, Cassian, Siraj, and some other people were not being met. Though as you lay down to rest in a clearing within the trees, you light a small fire and upon this cliff face, you watch as Morvan takes the lonely road back into Cadmia alone, leaving the three of you, Gorgonbort, Barnabas, and Rangar, on the side of the road with a small boy. Wrapped up in his bedroll already, you can see the bald head of Ren poking out, and he's fast asleep. As you take in this sight and begin to cook your food, I'll get everybody to roll perception checks for me. 12 at 19. Okay, so as you guys are sitting here, The night beginning to fall. The light from the city beyond to the north is a shining beacon. As you look towards your west, however, Barnabas, you can see a small orange glow that seems to be permeating off the cliff face and down past a lot of the valleys. It's a very, very, very long way away. But it draws your attention. And as you look even closer, and as the darkness begins to surround you, you can see that this orange glow is coming from so many torchlights. You can see on the ground there is torches... Just illuminated, speckled, almost uh, freckling the face of the countryside. Looking closer still, you can see some makeshift tents that seem to have been erected. You can see groups of people sitting around in uh, various different formations. You can see some horses that are being tethered to one side. As a soldier yourself, looking at this, you know this to be a very large army that seems to be sitting off to the west, camped out. They don't appear to be advancing or doing anything aggressive at this point it mm. looks like they've stationed themselves there and they're sitting and waiting
4: I see any uh races in the reflections like a, a shadow on the on the hill uh races of creatures and things yeah like what's that. the what's the yep so like as
0: as you look at it most of them appear to be human there are some other um, smattering some dwarves there appears to be a couple of minotaurs scattered through as well you do notice as the light sort of flickers as the moon comes from behind a cloud that there is a A bunch of red banners that seem to be emanating across them. Um, I'm not sure if you know what the red banners would be, but it's not a symbol or a sigil that you have seen in any of the cities you've been in
4: before. I think it's a foreign army then. Well, I'll let the other guys know. Hey, guys. There's an army over there with red banners, looks to be made up of humans, minotaurs, dwarves. Uh, They don't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon, but they are right there. Rengar will get to his feet, puts a hand on Ren. And he'll he'll sort of walk towards Barnabas
1: and sort of peer out with him as well and have a bit of a, a look himself and
3: can Rengard roll a check to see if he knows about roll a history check or? um and uh, sorry how many um meters or kilometers away away from Cadmia you are about half a day maybe a little bit half more a day.
0: you can see Cadmia like you're in the middle of these two things so you yep. can see Cadmia to the north uh protruding through the valley in the trees and to your uh, west, you can see this army. Ah, uh, that was an 18 for history? Yep. So looking yep. at this banner, you can see that it is red. It has a golden V on the banner. I'd say that you, having been around this area for a very long time and actually having fought in the territories war, you would know that this is the Heraclesian army. Heraclesians. I mm. think it's best for us to get back to town, alert
1: the Cadmian army. If we can see it, they're likely to be able to see it as well? Possibly, but at least we can point it out to them and make them aware of
3: their presence. Can you see tracks of them leading up to where they're camped up, or have they have they been there long enough that kind of you can't see any of that sort of stuff, and like they've just been camped there for ages? I'd
0: say Barnabas, you would know, having rolled pretty high in your perception. There is like washing lines strewn up. There seems to be like fire pits that have been dug. They seem to have at least been there for three three to four
4: days. Yeah, they seem to dug in.
0: Yeah, they look to be waiting
1: for something, maybe a signal, a a sign. Again, uh, we don't know the alignment of the Heraclesians. We know they've been at war for many years with the Cadmian troops.
3: Wonder if they've sent if they've sent anyone in, like a scout, uh, oh, a scout or someone to go talk to them.
0: Uh, you guys know as well that the Territories War has been raging for the, like forever. Uh, anybody who's grown up in this continent know that it has been marked by a series of skirmishes between the Capitolian Empire and the Territories War, and the Capitolian Empire is struggling heavily uh since the collapse in capital, the city now occupied by Heraclesians. You saw before you got sucked into the spirit bound tome the first instances of that Heraclesian takeover uh starting to happen as well. Is there anything else you guys would like to do before you bed in? How far away did Barnabas establish that was? Or did we do we see that it is away? It is it is pretty far away. Okay, yeah. I'd probably say it would be it's closer to you than Cadmere is right now. Yeah. So I'd probably say it's about, yeah, like a mile or something off in the distance that you can see. And
1: and as far as the Heraclesians are, are concerned, what's the alignment there?
0: Do, is there any real rhyme or reason for this? Skirmish? Yeah. I'll get you to roll a history check on that one. Because you did fight in the war. Yeah. But some soldiers don't know why they're fighting. They're just told to. Nah, won't take much of that. It's a six. Okay. So, yeah, you you had your orders. You followed them. The whims of the men behind the banners, you weren't too sure about. You just know that this conflict has gone on for as long as history pertains. There's always been a skirmish or a fight between these two. It's called the Territories War, so you can assume that it's possibly over land, and they're constantly fighting over that land bridge, but the reason or the rhyme behind it even deeper, nobody or you're not too sure. So the night begins to take you, and rest finds you. As the sun begins to rise in the morning... Barnabas, you check and see that the army is still there, unmoved. You guys pack up your belongings and Ren looks around to you guys and says, What's for breakfast? Well, I mean, there's some rations in the pack, if you feel. <sighs> I've had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days.
3: That's from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, boy, don't complain. We've all had fucking stinky bread for last <laughs> three days. We could try and find some
1: boars or deer in the forest if um, you want. Eat and walk.
4: On the way. On the you, way unless course. there's
1: a crocodile somewhere
0: on, here. I can I can withhold from breakfast until we get into town. I bet you yeah, there's some nice things in there.
4: Well assured, I feel. It's the biggest city I've ever seen in my life. There's new bread, not just yeah, old bread. There might be rationing as well. There's an army stationed off them. Question
1: mm. for Ren: How much memory does he have of what happened?
0: You're asking if he remembers you stabbing him. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he 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 has not seemed to bring it up with you. Yeah. Um and everybody's awkward around the topic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say that he he is just as
3: he was prior to Yep. So no the, real change in demeanor yep. or anything like yeah. that. Hey yeah. Ren, I'll give you a pointer. Don't <laughs> don't complain about your food. Noted. <laughs> um why though? Just important to get pointers every now and then. It's important to get pointers. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Let that Let stab me into that your down. brain. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs>
0: Alright, so you pack everything up, you put it all into your donkey saddlebags, which survived the journey. Oh my god, I'm surprised. And you guys were able to make your way into town. Coming through the southern gate of Cadmia. you guys begin to see the straight shot and the, uh, the ward that the Valiant Odyssey is in is in the north ward. So you still have quite a walk through the city in order to get there. As you look through the city, you can see that they appear to be hanging banners across from building to building. And you can see these are motifed in oranges and reds and greens, all colors of like a fall festival or an autumn season change, which is reminiscent of the trees around you uh, seeming to have changing the seasons at this point. You can see people are starting to begin revelries or plan for revelries. And as you enter, the smell of like warm pie and pastries hits your nostrils and you can see Ren just like ah, waiting was a good idea
4: <laughs> we look back where the army would be can we see them from where we are
0: no you've gone over a rise and down into the um
4: the cliff cliff face that they were hiding beside effectively obscures the vision from where we are
0: you would suggest so yeah
4: do we think they're too lackadaisical they're unaware at all of this army
3: why are they having festivals
0: the common folk seems to be enacting exactly how they were previously like if you were Running a city or a township, something like that, you're
1: not going to go and alert all your citizens to like impending doom immediately, unless you know what exactly is that yeah, issue. You want even them know, to be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. Yeah, so yeah. that's what. If they look like that exactly, then you're like you'd assume that they haven't been told
0: yet, or they don't know. Is
3: there is is there anyone next to us? Like uh, pub the public.
0: Yeah, there's lots of people moving around.
3: Kadmir is a very busy city. Um, it takes you a little while
0: to push through some of the thronging crowd. You see groups and clumps of city guard that seem to be meandering through, and as you look above your head, you can see a griffin rider just banking and and moving through the area as well. Uh, You do see some magical and or arcanely inclined young folk that seem to be wearing the robes of the Wessonia, and Gorgonbort, you notice one of them looking at you and pointing, um, but you continue to move through the area. Um, I give him a dirty eye as I do that. You hear
3: them say, "It is him. It is the ladle makers." <laughs> yeah, I uh, I continue walking forward as my chef. My chest puffs up and <laughs> Rengar's
1: gonna put—he puts a hand on uh, on Ren. He says, "On oh, our little Renner," and his belly starts to make that like noise, and he's like, "Uh, we should uh, go and get you some food." And and he'll gesture to Your the shirt, right? Cart. I got no uh, dog. fresh out. Sorry. Yeah, yeah,
0: my shout. Yeah, it's the least I can do. All right. Why? (laughs) You move your way through the Market Square. You can see the large clock tower and you make your way to the North Ward and you see a burnt out uh, lot where the wood seems to be poking at off angles. You can see that the smoke is definitely settled, but this is the exact place that the Odyssey used to be. Out the front of the Odyssey, you do see the figure of a tired-looking Morvan leaning on his staff, welcoming you into the direction of this Broken down building,
3: Morven. Morvin,
1: guys, you look uh, rather parched, famished. I have not hungry. slept.
2: Aww. I, although I did dream, uh, funnily enough. But I learnt more spells. It's very exciting. I am thrilled. We may want to go in. I, we only just woke up Arden a few hours ago. He was so, injured. Arden
4: is awake.
2: He was uh, trapped in a sleep. Me and some others went into his dreams and. Uh, Broke him out basically.
4: You've had a busy 24 hours, in, haven't you? You are. I
2: am so tired but pumped. I uh, I
4: think shall I call I finally... you
1: Dreamwalker from now on, shall we?
2: Yeah, Dreamwalker walking with uh, uh, Moon, Moonwalker, Moonlit, Moonlit. <laughs> now you're moonwalker.
0: Uh, moonwalker, Moonwalker. All the cute nicknames are well and done with. Am, uh, am I led to believe that we walked all this way to see a burning pile of shit?
2: Uh, if you want to walk <coughs> right through here and more than gestures to an empty space that least <gasps> a
0: That is so cool. He walks in. And he's just, do you smell that? <clears throat> he goes to run in and he turns around to you. Rangar straightens himself up and he goes, do I have permission to leave your side? What if I say no? Then like you told me, I guess I'll have to stay. Run along. Go and get yourself some food. Woo! And he runs inside. I just uh, gave him a pie. <laughs> you can see that he is a growing boy and seems to want more food. He makes his way to the bar. And he says, one ale, please. And you watch as the bartender, cleaning this glass, just looks at him, looks towards you guys. He's no halfling, don't you dare. He's just like, this isn't the first time I've been behind a bar. Sorry, son. And you watch as he slides a water straight across. And you watch as he does give him a piece of fruit. And he goes, "Ah oh, fruits and vegetables suck, but it's food. And he starts eating it. Uh, you guys make your way through the tap room. You can see various patrons of adventurers sitting through the area. None of whom you seem to recognize, but you make your way straight upstairs where you know the mahogany table sits. That smell smashes your nostrils as you look around. You can see lots of books around the bookcases and you can see trophies adorning the roof surrounding the upper areas of this room. As you sit for a moment, taking in this space, realizing that you're home, you hear footsteps descending the staircase. Slow, steady, and purposeful. And as you look up, you can see that Arden Cassian is descending. He's wearing a long and heavy robe One arm seems to be outside of the robe, the other obscured and covered. The robe is blue and you can see he's got a five o'clock shadow and a mustache. This brown mop of hair just sort of straggled across his face into a lazy sort of ponytail at the back of his head. As he moves down, you can see he exhales and he says, I learnt of your return. Morven filled me in. I was, was happy to hear about your success. Have a seat. And you watch as he magically gestures all the chairs to exit the table. And you watch as he also magically emanates a teapot that appears on the table. As he sits down, levitates the teapot, begins stirring. He says, an archaic. Mad one in the flesh. Speak up.
2: Do you have any coffee, Arden? I could use a strong brew. Tea is much better for your body and your mind. So no to coffee?
3: Try the tea.
2: All right. Um, I, grab, I grab a cup, pour some myself, have a sip. <clears throat>
3: I just pull out a flask and I'll have my own stuff, please.
2: Say, so, uh, 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 yes, it was, uh, extremely exciting, extremely terrifying. Talking to him, I didn't go into much detail with you, but it te- took a great toll. There's just sheer force behind his words.
0: And you, my boy, looks to your g He says, usually you weigh yourself quite well, but I think you've got some grey in that hair. Bit in gray. Bit gray, a bit more and grey, a bit more grey, a bit longer. The dry expense seems to have aged you all, but... It looks like your gear indicates that you found something quite valuable. Looks towards Barnabas, whose massive glaive upon his back seems to glow in this darkness, just a faint sort of crackling of sunlight
4: and warmth. Yes, it's a glaive. Yes, it
0: appears that that is the case.
4: I've already
2: told them, Barnabas.
4: Ah, well, it's a glowing glaive. Stand your ground.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rengar's gonna take a sip of the tea and he'll they are. Arden, have you got anything stronger?
0: I do, but it is the morning.
1: Maybe you can pour me something.
0: Uh, you watch as a bottle of scotch appears in front of you. He says, I'm off the source, as it were, but feel free to indulge.
1: Rengar pours one glass for himself. He gestures for Arden another glass. He'll give you one. And then he gestures for another three glasses. so that everyone has the glass in front of him. And he goes around, and he pours it to everyone, and he, he will push his chair back. And he walks slowly, to and he says, uh, "I'm not sure if you realise we're one short."
0: Yes, Braxton must be downstairs indulging in the bar, or perhaps he found himself a a nice lady on the way here.
1: Ringo will her bow his head and he'll walk to Arden and and on his sore sore arm that he doesn't know, like on the shoulder, and he'll say, "He is uh he's no longer with us." There's no easy way to say it. One of the sacrifices we had to make during the trip, or one that Braxton chose for himself. I propose a toast to Braxton. And I'm greatly sorry for your loss and mine. And he'll
0: take a big swig of his. He will look towards all of you at this point.
2: than will be sort of looking, staring off in space, tilt the glass and say to Kamerata, take a sip.
3: gorgy has got his hand up with the glass. Yep, take a sip.
2: So um, Rengar, did you want to tell him he, how he chose to go?
1: Ren appeared to be a, a part of Dalnak or a link. And, uh... Who, who is Ren? Ren, Ren is a little boy we have downstairs.
2: He is one of Darnak's clones, Arden. He is the one that we killed in the Drag Spans before we met the Archaic. A vessel? He is.
1: Of the outcast. Where is this hey. boy? One second, Arden. Just calm.
0: Calm yourself. You brought him back here. You brought him inside the Odyssey. There's a
1: reason he's here, Arden. Braxton gave his soul to impart into the boy. Why would he
0: do that he does not have an affinity for children
1: well it seems he gained an affinity for this child maybe it's something he was lacking in his life maybe it's who knows the reason but he was very partial to the boy even before he, we realized how is he able
0: to do this this is not an ability he
1: possesses tamira the guide the archaic
2: the lip goes by the little bear
1: hence the information we were given she has the power to take a soul and replace it and Braxon.
0: The connection with Delnak was severed. It has been. Braxon filled the void. That's correct. We will have to keep a strong eye on this boy. He most likely wields immense power, and such power in the hands of a child can be risky. I'm not sure he understands what he holds, but there is most likely a darkness within him that will grow. The goodness of Braxon is to, to help in any way, but the influence of Delnak is strong. This boy. May possibly be one of the most evil things that we lay our eyes on. So at that, that moment, you see Wren begin to walk up the stairs, mouthing on a roll and an apple, and he says, this is the best damn food I've ever eaten in my whole life. Uh, I thought you guys went upstairs. What's going on? Who's the old guy? Where's Arden, your arm? Arden, this is Wren. You watch as he just looks. and he levitates a cup to him, and it begins to fill with scotch, and he necks it. Ren does.
2: From memory, uh, Ren lost all of his abilities. He can't disintegrate, prestidigitate. Since it, he got,
0: it, it, you haven't seen him do it. Haven't seen since. him. Oh, yeah, okay. no, you haven't seen him do it since. He also hasn't tried. So. Uh, okay.
2: So, are we aware of that, or we just assume? Or what's? I would um, say
0: that it's probably starting to dawn on you that this is like he hasn't exhibited any of those traits. Um, well, we brought him here under the the guys that
1: you may be able to show him the right path and nurture that side the way you nurtured Braxton.
2: And also with being surrounded by heroes, mercenaries may keep him on the right path.
0: I have walked this path before and I have failed. I will not do this again. I have tried to turn a friend from the darkness before. If it lies within them, it cannot be changed or stopped. It is their destiny, their fate. Well, are you saying that Braxton gave his soul for I'm nothing. saying that even the purest soul would not be able to contend with the evil of Delnak. I'm saying his effort, though valiant, was in vain. Uh, roll insight checks as well. 18. 20. Natural 20? Yeah, my man.
2: 21.
0: Uh, you can all tell that Arden is speaking very passionately.
2: Morvan would also remember what he witnessed in the dream as well, mm-hmm. what he's referring to.
0: Yep. He's speaking very passionately and not as logically as he usually does. Barnabas, there is no reservations. It's pure emotion. So whether he believes what he's saying, or whether it's even true, you can't be sure, but you know that it's at least passionate and probably coming from a place of severe hurt. He looks down and he watches Um, Ren just sort of takes a slow bite of his role. He's like, wow, grandpa's having a bad day.
2: He just got some bad news, Ren. I wouldn't take it to heart.
0: Rengar will
1: lean into Arden. He will, with his left hand, he'll grab Braxton and his piece of the sword and he'll place it in front of him. And he'll say, just because you haven't done it before, doesn't give you the right to give up completely. And he'll say, the loss of a limb and gesture to his arm. He'll say, the loss of your son doesn't mean the loss for the greater good and for your cause. Remember your oaths and look to
0: his eyes and he'll say, Get it done. He'll just drop his head. We're not all built like you, Rengo. Some of us still have our hearts intact, and he'll exit.
2: Once he goes, Morgan will say, when he was trapped in the dream, me and the others saw fragments of his memories. He and Del were extremely close, and it was he who, to spare his life, put him in. Well, he didn't put it in Spirit Bound Tome, but he's the one who allocated to do that rather than have him
1: destroyed. And who gave permission for him to do such a thing?
2: Uh, It was either that or destroy Darnak. He and Darnak were extremely close friends, which is why he felt so betrayed. Also is why Darnak hates him so much.
1: Yes, but one does not do that by himself. There must have been others that were
0: Uh, there to entrap.
2: Yes, it wasn't only Arden who did it, but it was Arden's voice that swayed it, swayed the party to entrap and not kill.
0: You remember that it was... Suraj, who was trying to convince, and Ray Dalia.
2: Ray Dalia was the one who actually did the casting.
0: My my mother,
2: bleh. the your mother, Ray Dahlia was the one who actually put Dalnak in the tome. So this, and I say this simply to color Arden's emotions. Yeah,
1: makes a lot of sense.
2: We may need to find another place for Ren.
1: No,
0: whose place is here? Yeah, I'm starting to like it in here. It smells nice, and the food's good, and everybody downstairs is real friendly. Never that old dude.
2: I would maybe give the old dude some space Yeah,
0: He needs a shave.
2: No, no. I was uh, was actually wanting to ask Arden, can I catch up with him or is he gone gone or?
0: I'll say Morvan having zero social grace (laughs) would think it is perfectly okay to follow this man right now.
2: Well, I would have paused and settled this. I'd say Morvan would then go down to the bar to try to find him. He's gone up. I would assume, yeah. Uh, Brett would assume he's gone to his room, but Morvan would, he's not going to go to his room. But if he can't find him, then yeah, he'll go back to the group. I was going, wanting to ask him about, since he's lost an arm, if he knows how Darnak managed to afford one. But when we discussed what to, how to proceed uh, with the others uh, that rescued him, uh, it was suggested that we try to find some more vestiges um, and some others will try to search for uh, more of Darnak's soul fragments. We should go and see Glory at Nikhesta's uh was the forger of these vestiges and it may be in her legends or her religion.
0: You've been to the forge before. Glory was the one who gave me my bow. Yeah, yes, and yeah. promised to up I upgrade. have proof that I've killed something
3: <laughs> rather great. Give, and we no. did. Didn't I I killed that thing in the stampede? I think that's what it was. Or was no, it no. You the spider? Uh, a spider. <laughs> a face, spider. You <laughs> killed a phase spider with it and you were going to kill a mastodon
0: but uh, you were you you fucking blanked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And while we're there, maybe I'll ask uh, Glory my question. He might be better situated to answer it than Arden actually. Yeah,
0: I think it might be best to leave that dude alone, Morvin. Pat you on the shoulder twice. You know, and sometimes sometimes when people leave a room in a half it means they're upset. And you shouldn't follow them. I'm telling you this because pointers are important. And he looks towards Gordon. <laughs> pointers are order. important. <laughs>
2: Thank you. And um I my mind gets away from me.
0: Well, that's okay. That's fine. Sometimes when I'm hungry my mind gets away from me too. But we just have to be aware of others.
2: I'm just chasing the answers.
3: How old are you, Ren? I don't know. How old are you? <laughs> you said you are. i fucking, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: just thinking of <laughs> uh, Well,
3: However old you think you are, you're probably a lot older than that. It's just a classic child. I know you are. You said you are. Come back. I don't know how old you are. I was going to say you're very insightful for whatever you are, but don't worry about it. Thank you. And you're very well structured for somebody of your age.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did Morvan actually get his access to the Wissonia?
3: That's why you're exhausted. Yeah. Uh, so I
2: was actually staying up with Wissonia? That's Sonia. you were last yeah, night?
3: Yeah, yeah, sweet. No. Mm-hmm. You were in Wissonia last night? I was, yeah. Hmm.
2: I spent many... Any, any, I haven't slept. I,
3: any info on Borby? Uh,
2: in all honesty, I just went straight to the Arcanum and found some books. And I did not leave it until this morning. I thought I'd better Have catch up with you
1: spoken with Siraj? as yet or
2: we spoke is the short story long is we met saraj uh she t- took us to Underc- undercliff under arden's body was and it was a demonic mother of one of the party also joined us and that mother sent us into the dreamscape uh saraj watched over us and since then we've come back
1: so saraj is alive and well saraj
2: is alive not sure how well she's more exhausted than I am. I don't know what
0: she's been studying.
1: Given the boy's yeah. background, so back then to, perhaps yeah. Wistonia might be better suited to pave the way for his... No,
3: no, no. Renga, it's Westonia. That's how Morvin says it. Uh, there might be a good place for him. There's lots of information. Well, what's this, was,
0: what's this Westonia place? It's, it's a uh, academy. place smart people.
2: Um,
0: I
3: got a smart person right here. Mm. I got a smart person, a strong person. I know, but if we have to go the wise somewhere, person. you can't always come on everything.
2: Since... Have you tried to do any of your tricks since the, you've come back?
3: Oh Yeah, I, I learned this one.
0: And he gives you a wink. Gorgonbot. And he does the thing where you remove your thumb from your other thumb by putting your finger over it. Take that as a no. That's like, see that? See that? Gorgonbot taught me that. I didn't need no Westonia.
2: That's a, I feel like that's a illusion score right there. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah,
0: He said uh, pretty soon he's going to teach me how to make myself disappear. Mm -hmm. I did say that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Has Uh, he taught you the silence spell as well?
0: No, but he said, if you don't stop that, I'll make you disappear. So I figure he would be able to tell me how to do it soon.
2: Well, one day I'm sure he'll teach you the quiet game as well, but um, I'm still learning my spells.
0: Can you send a
1: message to Siraj and see whether she can make herself available? Talk about putting him somewhere that might be more suitable.
0: Uh, Let me just put this to rest right now. You guys are talking like I'm, uh, like I'm not here, so um, <clears throat> you watch as he takes a seat in Arden's chair and he looks towards you and he cups his <laughs> fingers on the table with his elbows on it as well and he goes, now how am I going to say this nicely? I ain't going nowhere. I ain't fucking leaving. Is that a bit of Boston accent? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying right here with you guys. You guys are my best friends.
2: Come with us then, Ren, but we will have to find a place for you soon.
4: My place is here with you.
2: Well, well, I'm going um, to go
3: talk to Glory. And on an unrelated matter.
4: They know there's a, an army of thousands of Heraclesians a day's southwest west of us.
3: When I
2: came in last night, I saw uh, what looked like a delegation coming in. And it it was said in passing that they're in talks. Morvan wants to go to Glory. Uh, he wants more information on these vestiges, if possible. And he also wants to ask... Uh, if Glory would know how to create an arm potentially for Arden. I don't know if Arden has thought of that yet. I'm sure he has plenty of things on his mind. But well, at least if we go see Glory we may have some more information on the vestiges.
1: At that, Rango will walk behind Ren and pick up his two fragments of the sword and say, take it, these are what we need to go and get sorted.
2: Yeah, you will remember Tiro who forged uh, Chieftain's for Fury for Gorgonbord. As you say
0: it, it flares with magma-like energy.
2: He's a master craftsman who would be able to repair your sword. Rangar. we can either try to find him. I've attempted sending, but I've not gotten any response. So either he's unconscious or I'm being blocked or possibly some other reason. Otherwise, we could go to a god's forge in the ocean. Mm.
1: Yes, yes. Cradle of Life.
2: Cradle of Life. Sounds
1: interesting. It sounds like a long way away.
2: Yes, I'm thinking the timing might not suit us. Perhaps Suraj or another Arcane user would not a shortcut, but mm. I'm now, sure they'd
1: find a way to contact someone else as well. There's surely stronger spells that perhaps you yourself don't quite know yet. But- uh, yeah,
2: there's uh, potentially uh, teleportation circles that may be linked to it, but we'd have to know someone who knows of it and... I'm not sure, and we don't even know exactly where it is. We would need more information. Again, potentially Glory would be able to point us in the right direction. It is Nikestis's forge. So, uh, whether he shares that information or even knows it, that's what we're going to find out.
0: As you begin walking, you look behind you uh, through the city streets of Cadmia. You can see that. um you, you turn around because you hear Ren saying, Hey, watch where you're going. Move out of my way. And as you look towards him, you can see that he's got his head in a book and he's like walking through the crowd and just bumping into people as he goes. But he's following you guys. It's almost like he's picked up this book from Arden's office or the the table area around the meeting room. And he's just reading it as he's walking through the, the space. Rengo's going to drop back to him. What have you found there, little one? Oh, this is a book about the city of Kadmir. And You watch as he shows you the title. That's
1: such a amazing little thing you picked up there Kim. well
0: I thought if this is going to be my new home I might as well learn everything there is to know about it so one day when they need a new ruler I'm just kidding I just want to know what's going on here
2: have you found the page on Westonia yet?
0: um yes I have and uh you've been saying it wrong it's actually Westonia
2: <laughs> I do that
3: um I apologise Gorgonboard it's alright no need
2: spells mm. are my forte names and places less so
3: are we are we trying to um, stunt? Uh, with, sorry, with this uh, book that he's got, um, is it just the history of uh, Cadmere and whatnot? It's it's um, like the travel brochure guide. Okay, cool.
0: It doesn't have um, in depth history and knowledge of every single thing that's ever happened. It's literally like a leaflet that says you are here, and then some tidbits about each thing that have, that the city might offer.
3: Because of his uh, powers um, uh, in within. Uh, are we actively trying to not let him uh, uh, read that sort of, not that, but like, uh, any, like anything with history in terms of uh, just get information, for him to get information to get his powers? Because eventually he'll have them, but if he has them sooner, I imagine he's just stronger sooner.
2: Well, Morvan would be thinking potentially with is the worst place for him, but yeah, he
3: yet had- Well, suppressing
1: the boy's powers is just going to make him want to use them more and stronger and be exactly what we don't want him to be which is told to not do this not do that not be himself so why would we be against him going to wasonia
2: a 10 year old running around a college probably isn't
1: great but a 10 year old that's learning to learn how to use his feelings and control his magic is not a good thing i feel it's better to focus in on what you can do and how to control it then be left to do wild magic well, when you please
3: do they have someone a... powerful enough there to um to, to, to probably more capable that. of anyone in this group
2: well potentially him learning right and wrong at the valian odyssey uh first would be a good stop and then he can round out his education once he starts showing his magic but i haven't seen any magic or, uh, yet since we've come back from
3: the desert so him
2: not even well i'm not even sure if he still can
3: and i think hanging with the valiant odyssey
2: simp- yeah simply to learn some right from wrong and by all means he can round out his education there but right now a 10 year old maybe not no until well until he finds his magic again
1: well that being said values are a great thing to learn and yes i can't think of a better place than where he is currently but perhaps a lesson or two from sarah's during the week wouldn't go astray him to start learning to control what's in there you have
3: swayed mm. my views
2: well again would i more than probably would have prodded him some magic and seems ran keeps deflecting his tricks so i don't disagree with you rengar he can by all means learn it's just i've not seen and i was probably more going to delay showing him magic until he starts to show it again himself if he shows it then yeah we can facilitate his schooling there.
0: You round the last corner in the uh, southwestern part of the city into the trade wards and you can see the towering structure of the forge. You can see that it is an iron building that seems to have these gear mechanisms on the outside of it that seem to be whirling around. You can see smoke billowing up into the atmosphere. You can see a set of iron doors that seem to provide the opening to the temple. Stairs leading up to it and an orange glow coming from the inside. You can see a large amount of dwarfs that seem to be moving around this area, and they seem to be wearing garbs that looks like they're a mixture between a blacksmith and a cleric. So there is the work apron, but you can see that it is adorned with some various different cloths as well. Mixed amongst them, you also see the nimble right creatures that were constructed by the Forge. These spindly gold-looking automatons that seem to be doing menial jobs just around the place. You can see some of them mending really mundane sort of items for different carpenters and nails and things like that, uh, and all the way over to just somebody quenching different sort of blades and and um, moving moving various different metal ores around in wheelbarrows and things like that. So as you approach in this area, you can see that the the forecourt or the lobby sort of area uh, just in front of the staircase seems to be quite busy. But as you look up, you can see Ren says, this is the Forge, one of the largest temples towards Nekestus, and it is headed by a man called Glory. And here's his picture right here. And you can see a picture of Glory, the guy that you remember. It is a dwarf with grey hair that goes all the way down to the middle of his back, and you can see that it is braided into his long beard at the front. He says, "This guy looks grumpier than you, Gorgs. Uh,
3: uh, this grey streak does not make me look grumpy, mate. It's no, I, I should be. No, no,
0: you misunderstand. It's not the grey hair. It's the constant scowl." <sighs> He gets up onto you, like he, he climbs up onto you and he like pushes your cheeks up into a smile and says, see, that's better. And he lets it go and it just droops back down. Yes. I feel much happier. Can
1: now. I like roll perception check to see if we were followed? Yes. Natural 20. You were not followed. Excellent. And I'll turn to Ren and I'll say, see this bow? And he'll, you know, show the oak sort of bow and he'll show the inscription of uh, glory
0: hunter. Was it? Glory, glory seeker. seeker. Sorry. Um, And, and he'll say. We've been here before. Uh, You begin to make your way up the stairs and into the iron doors of the forge. It is darkly lit in this area. The only light seems to be coming from the glow of molten heat that is coming from the central area, backlighting a large, uh, bronzish statue of Nykestis, a heavy-set dwarven goddess you could see, missing fingers and you can see there's heavy scars across one side of her face and you can see that she's holding a hammer up high uh, and everybody in this area seems to be moving around in various different prayer-like motions. You can also see different benches through this area, and there's a large open space in the middle where people seem to gather and talk and look towards Nykestis and give a, give praise. Uh, I'll get you all to roll perception checks because you're obviously looking for glory at this point. 18. 18. 4. 19. 19. 18.
1: 19.
0: <laughs> 24. So all of you, except for Barnabas, who has snatched the guidebook off right now. <laughs> <laughs> This is Cadmia. <laughs> no, he's got it upside down. No. Um, the three of you are able to see Glory over at a workbench, and as the three of you meet his eyes, he sees the three of you, and a Dwarven Scowl meets your eyes, but it is quickly Illuminated with recognition and he moves his way over to you he opens up his arms his stubby dwarven form moving towards you very thick arms iron burns across the, the forearms that seem to indicate a life in the forge constant smudges of of black like ore across his face as if it's a a, a banner of pride um, his hair seems to be plaited around into a tight bun as he's working at the moment and it's a safety risk to have your hair out in the forge but um, as he moves his way towards you he opens his arms and he goes you're back I remember you it's so good to see you and he moves straight up to you Ranga, and he goes in towards a hug for you but he completely misses you and goes Goes straight for your bow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you've seen some wear and tear but uh, you've hunted some beauties I'll tell you that and he strokes it he looks back and he goes and a worthy wielder too and I'll embrace him in a soldier's you know forearm
1: sort of handshake and say it's good to see you Glory it's uh it's been a while. It's
0: great to see you too. So, how did the dwarven smith bow fare in the elven hands? I've learned all I need to know from it, but I'd like some feedback from you too. My most valuable asset, and I'll say uh, we recently encountered
1: a rather large foe, and I will produce one of the dragon teeth
0: that we were able to do and show him. He takes it and he's like, Too large for a basilisk. Definitely not waver." but no the very last shot from that bow I was intimidating it he looks towards you Barnabas and he says and you not a fucking scratch on you must be the plate armor that we gave you how is she you fairin?" and he watches he gives a very seductive stroke to the chest of your armor <laughs> but he is not interested in you at all it seems that the armor is just taking his full attention <laughs> you've been
4: protecting this big boy haven't you and you like that, down
0: <laughs> Looks around.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, I still got hurt by the dragon. So if we can make it better, then i am be all for that. Well,
0: if you're gonna put this pretty thing into dangerous situations, I think you might need to earn the upgrade.
2: Is there somewhere we can talk, Lorian? We have a story to tell.
0: No place safer than right in front of the ears of the great goddess Nekestas herself and points to the giant statue.
2: Um, Morvan will indicate to Barnabas and say, I think there's something he wielded that... Glory would be fascinated to see, and we want to question about, indicating your glaive. Glory, do you know what this is?
0: Uh, let me take a look at it. Armas pulls
4: it off, uh, hands it over.
0: He takes it in his hands. Be careful it shoots. It, uh-huh.
4: <laughs> Don't stroke it too hard.
0: <laughs> it's at this point. Um, Rengar, you also realise that he hasn't given the tooth back. <laughs> um, but he he's sort of looking it up and down, and he strokes the blade with one hand, points to the top, and he's like, he starts to bleed. and His ah, oh, blade hasn't cut through this rough skin. In quite some, this is this is an armor of virtue. It the is. vestige.
2: Yes, and we seek more.
0: You listen as he immediately holds it up, and as he holds it up, you can hear him. Does any of you speak Dwarvish? No.
2: I do actually. Yeah, celestial common Dwarvish elvish.
0: Alright, right, so to everybody else, you hear him exclaim something in a language you don't understand, but Moven, you hear him say, Nekestis in honor, a virtue has been found. And it's at that point, this sound echoes through the entire forge. It seems to bounce off the metallic walls and the constant pumping of bellows in and out and the golden ember flames that seem to be erupting every single time these bellows do flare stops. You can see everybody that seems to be looking toward this individual just exhales in awe. Glory looks towards you and says, A true feat, indeed. This proves the might and glorious forging skills of Nakestus herself to hold something that she herself held in her hand forged. At the gods' forge, I will not get a better moment in my entire life. Thank you. And he watches, he gives you a big hug, Barnabas.
2: As in Barnabas?
0: Yeah. And and I'll take the life back. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like a slow take as well. And you can see there is a little bit of resistance.
2: Uh, a yeah. Rango pickpocket? The I was about edge. to say, as
1: he's got his two hands and he's giving Barney, uh, Barney the, um, the the glaive back. Rango will put a put a like a hand in, be like, ah, a vestige indeed, and he'll go for a like left hand <laughs> snap
0: of yeah, the, go uh, the, the um, yeah. Go for the yeah. Go for the slide of hand check, <laughs> which you can have with advantage because he is distracted. Uh that's going to be a twenty five. Okay, so with a twenty five, you take it. Actually, you describe how you how you pinch it. You can see that it is from a. It's sitting in in the front of his uh, work uh, apron and it's just sort of got the, the base of it protruding out. It seems that he's absentmindedly put it in mm-hmm. his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know, Rengar's, uh he's pretty nifty in this regard.
1: So he'll, uh, as he does, you know, put his left arm on, his right arm is actually just tucked below. Um, and it's, you know, sort of just like, just, yep. it's just so quick. Yeah, you, you blink,
0: you miss it. Mm-hmm. So. I'll feel like as well that you sort of flip it around in your hand and it disappears like, like the card <laughs> Straight do. up the sleeve, yeah. Straight up the sleeve, yeah. Um, as he releases the hug from Barnabas, he says, Delivering such a virtue, it is indeed a great task. And we will be honoured to have it presented here in the forge. In front of Nykestis' glory
4: where it truly belongs. We have some, uh, use for, for, uh, it's it applied. You intend to wield this? We need to wield it.
2: We, it was presented by Orion himself to Barnabas. who assisted, uh, in the destruction of that dragon. A run of the sunspire.
0: Well, it sounds like somebody with a great title has bestowed this upon you, but the title that I need to hear it from is Nekestis. This is a blade gifted from her to the god Idris. You
4: must be worthy. There's no type axes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he says, you survived the dry expanse. It seems that you have indeed returned with... And he touches the apron and he says... Some signature remarks. Rengar just
1: meets his eyes and says, some very interesting signature remarks. He smiles as if I've been caught. Hey, there's lots to so. gift you, we- Glory, mm. but we will need things in return, one of which being the use of this glaive, which we believe Necestis has, through Orion,
0: gifted to Barnabas. These weapons, these vestiges, they, they choose their wielders. You could use this until the end of your days, Master Barnabas, and you still may not unlock all of its secrets. We know quite a few. You're telling me there's more power than this. I would need to inspect it further, but from initial glance, it seems that the entire potential of this weapon has not yet
4: been realised. Not really While we're here though as well. You've sidetracked us.
2: I indicated the vestige to show what our mission is, but there's nine of these. As as you know, in your stories and your religion from Nykestis, can you tell us more of the other eight? I
0: will. When you become the highest priest in the order of Nykestis, you are the keeper of these stories. The godly blades, they are incredible. Thought to be of myth, they were forged by Nykestis in the cradle of life. All of which I do not know the names of some forgotten to time, but I know that they were created... By anvil strike, the hammer of Nykestis, it is said that through that hammer, all of the great weapons were indeed forged. These weapons they cannot be made under regular circumstances and destroying them is a
3: difficult task. If one is destroyed, they are also very hard to reforge. Funny you say that. What does it take to, uh, what, do you, what have you heard it takes to destroy one? It differs depending on the weapon
0: i know for a fact that Anvil strike the hammer of Nakestus, it needs to be coated in mud from the swamps of delambir and fed to a hydra where it will be dissolved in its belly until the
3: end of time is this to <clears throat> sorry is that that's to destroy it or is that to get to the stuff to make the? that is uh, to destroy this vestige to destroy it Yes. It's, it's what you need, mud, and then this, uh, what has to eat it? Hydra. A hydra. The hydra. Which man mm-hmm. do you need to feed it to? I, I don't believe it matters, mm. but
0: you you must understand, until now, these were just... Stories. stories. Stories we wholeheartedly believed, but I am extremely shocked to see that the ones to bring me proof of this was not amongst my kin. Just goes to show that Nykestis works in mysterious ways. Well, as far as reforging a broken
1: vestige the process would be Nykestis herself
0: reforging the broken blade or someone wielding her hammer or someone gifted the craft of Nykestis and to your knowledge
1: besides the cradle of life is there any such person worthy of these these titles and these abilities
0: I and you've introduced me to his work before the very man who forged Your chief fury. He looks towards it again, and he says, Tiro was a craftsman in this forge, here in Cadmia. But there is only so much you can learn within these walls. And one day I hope to aspire to his level of expertise. Eventually leave Cadmia to improve my own craft. Since he left, we have not heard word from him until you returned with his weapon.
1: And any word
0: of where he was going
2: cradle of life do you know all we have heard is that it's in the ocean in an island do you know exactly
0: oh I have some guesses obviously as an enthusiast of the forge I've narrowed it down to a select three there are three islands in the bay of fathoms two are unnamed as they have been uncharted by many ships wreck upon the shores those that attempt to fly in are misguided and turned away. These islands lay between the two coastal outcroppings of Nerilla and Akrinia, to the south. My third is Oben's Rest. Oben, the father of most of the goddesses and gods in our pantheon. Perhaps on the mountains on these islands is where it lies. I'm sorry I cannot be more specific. Why so much interest in a godly forge? And uh, for what do you intend to do with one of Nykestis' greatest pieces of craftsmanship? Well, you said that Barnabas' weapon may need to be
1: unlocked further. So it would make sense for us to go and establish what more we can learn about these vestiges. I will tell you this.
0: If you are to wield a godly weapon, you must embrace the tenets of the god in which first wielded it. If you wish to have it fully unlocked... Now, that does not mean you have to adorn the cloth, but you do have to present a moral compass that aligns with their teachings. So for you, Barnabas, I would suggest reading up on Idris, the sun god, and making sure that it is through his tenets that you live by. When the weapon wields you worthy, it will show its true face, and you will not be disappointed. Glory! have you ever heard
2: of
1: a blade that may have been... Owned by Redalia's husband. And have you heard the name Redalia before?
0: Redalia spent a little bit of time here in Cadmia. He was a staff mage at Dawasunia for some time. Short-lived. That's all I know of her. But no. I do not know to the affairs of of the elf. She never visited here. Yes. Well, can't
1: see her really needing a place for weaponry. Her loss. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Well, (laughs) more so because she's not that way inclined. Her loss.
2: <laughs> um, out of curiosity, uh, more than staff, he wouldn't have any interest because it's magical stuff, not a weapon. Or is it? I don't. Like, is magic magic? Uh, mm. Attuned weapons are attuned weapons, or is
0: he? He's less interested in that than he is the others. So, uh,
2: but than Movermore said, "Do you know of this lineage or uh, where this? Yeah, uh, where he found. He knows where more than one knows where he found it, but he wouldn't know yeah. who wielded that it. That would it. be
0: more like he an enchanter be. or an invoker oh, okay, yeah, sort so of question. Then, yeah.
2: Have you ever?" Or heard of someone forging mechanical limbs to replace those lots?
0: <laughs> it's something that we do quite often. Okay. Have a look around, and you can see that all of the anvil rorts walking around all have mechanical limbs. He says, Sometimes we can augment these into a living person, but it's rare. Uh, and at that point, you look and see Ren, who is um, actually playing with one of the deactivated ones. You can see him like pulling at the eye socket, and he's mm. like, and he pulls it out, he's like... He <laughs> goes to try and stick it back in, and it falls down, and he looks around, seeing if anyone notices. Okay. Yep. We haven't spoken to Glory
1: about Dalnak yet, have we? Not at all. Okay. Do you know Dalnak
3: Lestrova? Doesn't ring a bell. Can I... um Yeah. That? Can we get get on inside, inside check, check that? Inside. 21. 19. 14.
0: Okay, so the three of you can see that he... If he does know, he knows very little and he's not really too pleased with it yeah, yeah the, right. the name doesn't raise an eyebrow for him so you can you can see that he's honest it's almost like he, if he's he may have heard the name but hearing the name and connecting the person in the act not too sure yeah, yeah. okay yeah. all right
2: well we're all aware that uh donak lost his arm in the spirit Tome. it was taken from him from or so he would have had to forge or have that arm made from while he was in that Tome. Would that draw the length that Darnak potentially can forge? Uh, um, Glory, how difficult is it to make these uh, limbs? Is it something that's only done here in this forge, or is it a common practice? Making the limb isn't a hard
0: thing at all. Most uh, amateur forgers and blacksmiths, craftsmen, even strikers, they're able to make the components necessary, but attaching it to a living form and getting it to obey the commands of the user that is the that's the tricky part
2: and that is something that's more so oh you would up. need an expert yes
3: I feel like it's more of a magic thing for Dalek isn't it or you know if Arden can bloody pour teacups and stuff in the air if he had that uh, arm can he not just tell it to do things if like if he had an arm forged uh, 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 last time we were here uh, Glory you said i I had a ladle that i wanted uh (laughs) the soup spoon yeah yes (laughs) i remember that that i wanted weaponized what if i told you that i also killed a dragon
0: i recall that an oath was made between you and i master orc that if you were to kill something with that ladle then it would officially become a weapon and i would service and upgrade it question is would you believe that i killed a dragon with it absolutely not i thought i heard a little squeaking from your pouch the ladle it seems is talking to me all right it says you're
3: full of shit i (laughs) i do not disagree uh but i did kill something with it i killed a phase spider show me the fucking ladle here is the ladle i show him the ladle and there is a little very little (laughs) dent scratch or dent in the side of the ladle in the ladle with with like a The face fighters have blood. There's like just a stain of blood, a tiniest stain of blood. He says, An oath is an oath. What would you like done with it? He chucks it back to you. I don't want it as a weapon. I want it to assist another weapon that I have. I have a javelin. I want it to be a spear thrower. Uh, Uh, Like a woman. Thanks to Barnabas over some drinks we had one time, told me this. Uh, I'd like to assist me with my javelin. The throws are fairly. Uh, 50-50 on whether they want to go where I want them to go. 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, w- I would like a, a spear throw. You put the spear, if, if, it was, if it was actually a ladle, essentially, the spear goes on top of the ladle and the back of the spear goes into where the, uh, the spoon part of the suit ladle part. is. The soup part. And you use that to assist you and aid you in uh, throwing the spear so you don't have to grasp onto the, um, uh, the javelin. Both take precedence,
0: so I'll build this for you first. Aye. It'll be done within the hour. Excellent.
4: Uh, also, what separates you from Master Craftsman? What level, do, how do you get to that? One must go
0: on a pilgrimage. But
4: One I have not uh, pertained to yet. Say we brought the pilgrimage to you and gave you a challenge. Would that upgrade you to a Master Craftsman? Do you it think you're for the challenge?
0: It takes many, many years, Master Barnabas. I am, I'm happy that you think that I would be worthy, but I okay. must be chosen to do so through... A vision from
4: Nykestis gifted to you, one tiro had obviously had before he went wandering. Maybe he went wandering and Nykestis guided him. What if we presented you with a challenge and Nykestis agreed to it? What challenge do you speak? There's a blade we need reforged. Mm-hmm. Two pieces actually, it's just a, uh, look. looks like an easy repair. I mean, we take it on around the road but we here. you're pretty good. So.
0: I couldn't attempt to reforge a blade, that is no. I've made many repairs before if it is just a simple snapped blade. You insult me with this challenge.
3: It's a nice blade. you got to do a good job.
0: I don't think this is a challenge that Nykestis would deem worthy of her pilgrimage and the title of Master Craftsman. Well, if well, we, you haven't seen
1: the blade yet. Once you see the Glory, blade, we choose to let you see the blade. <laughs> and Rengar will grab out the leather bound pieces of the blade and he'll move to Tiro's workbench. Uh, sorry, um, Glory's workbench and he'll... Uh, to lay them flat and he'll say, and he'll
0: unravel it and go glory what he possesses. He'll hold his hands over it and then he'll look towards the glaive again. The feathering on the blade, the ironwork in the hilt.
2: You have two vestiges. This one, glory, we would appreciate if it was one a bit vestige. quieter.
0: We have one vestige. A vestige cannot be presented in the halls of nakestas without it being announced. You know what this means for my people. But it's not fully.
4: Well. We'll Go to hold it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. it. That's gonna be like yeah. Announce when it this see if gives you the challenge. to Reforge but, it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He will lower it. <laughs> he will say, "You are indeed correct. It would be better if it was presented in its full form." This is a challenge indeed, but not one I would dare touch. Reforging this in my forge. The damage I could do to this unintentionally would be irreversible. <laughs> At and that note, ranger just so
5: <laughs> <to> can <head. laughs> He's like,
0: okay. <laughs> he says, and this vestige is, it's too precious.
2: I hope this now illuminates why we were searching for the Cradle of Life.
0: It all makes sense now. You need to find a master craftsman or find the location of the forge. However, if you get to the forge and you can't craft it yourself, you have made a fool's journey.
2: No. And a, and a Master Craftsman, I imagine, would be able to tell us more accurately where this uh, cradle of life is. If
0: you were able to find a Master Craftsman, they may have perhaps been gifted the secrets of Nykestis to forge this in their very own domain. You'd be able to forge this at the, <clears throat> the God's Forge? I would not. I do not possess the godly knowledge to do so. So we need to find Tiro. If we were in the God's Forge, I could... I could potentially replicate the process, but there is a a spiritual component, a connection to Nykestis, one that I have not fully developed yet. A Master Craftsman is what you
1: need. Is anyone in this particular place paying especially close attention to us?
0: Uh, roll a perception check. 10.
2: Uh, unnatural 20.
0: Natural 3. 14. Okay, so Barnabas and Morvin. You can notice that since Glory has held up the first vestige, people are are looking, taking parts of the conversation because they're interested. And then when you guys look in their direction, they'll actively attempt to not look like they're paying attention.
2: Are these just um, dwarven
0: individuals? So they are. Yeah, it's it's almost
2: rock stars, not spies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are
0: enamored. They're they're enamored. Yeah,
2: yeah. But there's no random. Non dwarf person floating. No, oh, okay.
0: there, there are non dwarves in here, but they all seem to be part of the clergy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Most of the customers that come to get things forged, it all happens in the forecourt out the front of oh, this yeah. place, yeah. Yeah. and the nimble rights uh, do most of it as well because it's yeah. just simple. Yeah, so we're like in the back area of it. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gloria, if we could try to keep your knowledge that of our possession of these quiet now, Darnak that we message mentioned before is would be very interested in these and I don't think he would be one to relinquish. Your enemies
0: are of no interest to me. You must give your oath that once this is complete, you bring it back. Once our use for these vestiges is complete, they... At least so my people and the effigy of Nykestis can rest its eyes on her work again. I apologize. This one I do not know the name of, but the craftsmanship is unmistakably hers.
2: So you wouldn't know which god this would have been bestowed to?
0: You guys already know that it's Nick. Gorsi. Oh, yeah, it- Gorsi. No. yeah. We got yeah. told. Yeah, the he was the god of trickery. trickery. He doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even know this one's name, but he knows. Looking at it, it's this. It's like you know how artists have a particular style, yeah, same that. as smiths. Like yeah. he
3: can look at this and it's immaculately forged. Yeah. So we just need we need to find Tiro. Glory.
2: Well, are there any other master craftsmen, or is it basically once a generation?
0: Only one is chosen. When one passes. Another is gifted the knowledge. If this hero you seek, then perhaps you could try and contact him in an arcane method. I've heard that you can send a message through the void. There is also some spells that you might use to seek him visually. If you are familiar with a scry.
2: I have tried the message and I'm aware of scry, but I do not have that capability. We are about to head to Wissonia to um, discuss that. Also, Glory, there's we have association with the Odyssey, and there's another party who is also going to be seeking these vestiges. So you may f- have these questions directed to you again, but uh, what you know of this glaive and these sword fragments, can you keep between us, even
1: from them?
0: It will be done. Thank you. If you get news of Tyro, give him my best wishes.
1: We shall. Glory Seeker uh, could use a few minor upgrades if you uh, have the time to pop that in between layers. you pass me some of those
0: legendary pieces you might be able to use some of them for the upgrade the leftover i will take as payment uh and with that you guys begin to discuss the various upgrades that you would like to see from your weaponry as ren moves himself over and says with hands on hips and uh what pray tell do i get That's it for another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode and we want to welcome back the Forgotten Four. This episode was brought to you by Rob as Rengar, Jacko as Gorgonbort, Trent as Baron Barnabas and Brett as everyone's favorite wizard Morvin, and me Aaron as your Dungeon Master. The next episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey will also feature the Forgotten Four as we journey through their trials and tribulations searching for the rest of the vestiges to defeat Delnak, the outcast we hope you enjoy this story if you do enjoy this story and you are a user of the social medias we are on instagram at dnd valiant odyssey we would absolutely love it if you went and shared this podcast with a friend word of mouth goes an exceptionally long way in this business especially for small podcasters like us We love to create stories and we love for people to hear them. And if you enjoyed it, it means somebody else probably will too. So tag us in your Instagram stories if you're sharing our episode and we'll make sure we give you a shout out as well. Guys, we appreciate any love that you can give to us. But that's it from me for now. And as always, be valiant.